Okay, good morning. Today's class is sponsored by... Today's class is sponsored by... In honor of... Felicia Bat... Liushmat Felicia Bat Miriam. Also in the Rufushalem of Shalom Ben Yavna. And for the success of Rufushalem of Gittel Bat Bracha. And for the success in Shiduch of Rivka Bat Dina. And Svia Bad Dina, also in the success of Yerushalayim, Yerachmiel of Lunishmai, Yerachmiel Dianu Ben Gedalia, and successful in Shavu Malavah, Gadiel Ben Shavu, Shavu Shavu, Emel Shavu, Reina Malka Betul Abasha. Mitzvat Hashem. Next uh, February twenty second, we're going to have an event in Bay Harbor. Um, God willing, a class on joy, Adar, and a, an event afterwards. So that's going to be in Bay Harbor, and that's going to be on the twenty second. Today's class. Today's class. We're going to have a beautiful, beautiful chart. By David Lieberman, and really, really, this—he—I don't know how he did not win a um, a Nobel Prize for this chart. It, it's really phenomenal. The book—the the chart is actually in the book called Free Will, and it's going to basically show you the, how momentum happens. I've used this chart many times, especially with helping people, especially in recovery, etc. And also, it—it just gives—it gives you a lot of clarity. Before I want to just uh, start the class. I want to express to everybody how important yesterday I prayed for unearned gifts and all day long I received unearned gifts. All day long. So this is something that you should all, we, all, we should all pray for. Spend five minutes asking your creator, creator of the world, there's a, there's a place in heaven where they give unearned gifts. It's almost like there's grants out there in heaven that you have to almost ask for them and you get them and you don't have to pay them back. There's a place called... A, there's a treasury of unearned gifts. Rabbi Nachman has a whole Torah about this lesson, uh, I believe, 8088 in the Kutim And he talks about how Moshe Rabbeinu prayed for unearned gifts and he was the most humblest person in the world. We should also pray for unearned gifts. I did this yesterday and I, the whole day, I didn't understand why I was, the whole day I was just receiving, receiving, receiving. It was like a, completely out of the craziest situations. Because I pray for unearned gifts. And I'm like, wow, I haven't prayed a long time for unearned gifts. It's been like maybe mo- mo- months. I didn't even think about that. The fact that it was Moshe Rabbeinu's Yurtzeit triggered me to ask for unearned gifts. So, you know, sometimes it's right there, you know, just apply for the grant. Apply, pray for the spiritual grant because we're always praying. Remember, we're always, I deserve this, I need this, I need this. Your, your Creator wants you to pray for unearned gifts. Try it. There's no risk. And you can only receive. How about that? And unearned gifts means, I, when I pray for unearned gifts, there's no, there's no audit, do I deserve it or not. I'm saying, it's un, unearned, unearned gifts. All right, today's class, we're going to talk about very, very, very important class. Very important concepts. Okay, so, you know, obviously we talk a lot about how to get to joy, how to get to, you know, gratitude, how to get to humility. We already spoke about many times, Rav Nachman says, through joy you will exit when a person has joy in his life in a situation, he will exit. We spoke about another in another Torah that gratitude and praising God breaks all obstacles. So we already know exactly what are the elements really, really to get us to at the, to, to get us to the end of the goal line. We already know. Okay, so how in the world do we get there? If we already know that joy breaks from Nachman says this, that when a person reveals every time he, he has gratitude, he breaks all obstacles. Our sages say when a person prays with gratitude, he removes the gates completely. Our sages say that through joy you elevate the Shekhinah out of exile. And so, how, so I practically, I need to get to myself to a point where such humility, where I'm able to get, already be in a situation 
without, with, without needing exactly certainty or control or certainty. It's practically the tachlis. For you to get your mind to a place where you're already free and you already believe it's for the best for you, and then the, and then the miracles happen. We said this many times that God's name is the it, miracles are already there. The Yeshua is there. What happens is we need to bring them. We need to bring them down. It's not like the Yeshua is not there. As God's name is, He is, He was, and He always will be. And we also know that God is beyond space, time, and 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 uh, space and time. So time is only remember an illusion on our own minds. Oh, this is going to take so long. Look how long I've been there. Anytime we're dealing with anxiety or, or, or any kind of uh, illusions, it's all in our own mind. This is another prayer that I did today. Please, Hashem, let me have enough consciousness that time doesn't exist for me. That I don't even know what time is. You know, like for example, wake up in the morning. You want to wake up in the morning, oh my God, I'm going to be so tired. That means you have, a, you, you have an absence of, is that true? You're going to be exhausted in the morning? No, it's not true. You're probably going to have more energy because you tapped into very high levels of energy. Remember, the earlier we wake up, the, the higher the energy is in heaven, the more energy we are able to download and the more energy we have throughout the day. This is why our sages say that a person who studies at night, the person who gets up at night and he studies, he has a schut shochesed. He has a grace, a charm the whole day. So you think, what do you mean? How about, it's like, imagine somebody says, listen, if you wake up at a certain hour, you're going to have energy the whole day. But the energy, because remember, energy is not a physical thing, energy is a spiritual thing. You have spirituality, you have energy the whole day. We have no spirituality, we can have all day long, and we're all day long, we're, we're in our heads, etc. So it's very, very important to understand that. So we already know, okay, that space and time, our relationship to, to time, our relationship to, um, to, 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 to consciousness, etc. Now how do we get there? So David Lieberman has a beautiful, beautiful chart. And he starts a chart saying, there's two ways you can go. Well, now, first we'll start with the positive way. When you have self, when you, you increase your self-esteem, what does it mean increasing my self-esteem? Increasing my self-esteem is working on myself, putting an effort on myself. Having a positive opinion on myself, I am worth it. Then all of a sudden, the more self-esteem I have, the more my ego, right away, the ego shrinks. The ego shrinks at the beginning, because remember, when you're trying to help somebody and they think they know everything, that means their ego is very high and their self-esteem is very low. Because they're not upset, they wouldn't be worried if you said something that did bother them. Because they're more interested in winning versus getting insulted or being offended. So that's how you, this is the, it's a vicious pattern that if a person does not increase the self-esteem, he's not even willing to listen. And if he's not willing to listen, it's only because the, his ego is taking over his perspective. And that's the scary thing that we always have to pray for. When we start getting very uh, close-minded and we start getting very irritable, we have to say, creator of the world, please, please, help me, give me dot. The solution is not to solve the problem. The solution is to give you the perspective to help you eventually solve the problem or, or get to growth in that situation. So self-esteem increases right away. The result of self-esteem increasing, right away, the ego shrinks. My self-esteem goes up, my ego goes down. That means I'm radically open-minded. I'm open to anything. I'm open to shiduchim. I'm open to anything I could do. If you, whatever I can do to win, I'm going to do it because I have healthy self-esteem. I'm interested in doing good versus feeling good. And then what happens when my ego shrinks? What's the, what's the reward? What do you get after that? You get a, 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 your perspective widens. Now, if your perspective widens, so now you have healthy self-esteem, 
You have a low ego. You have a big perspective. What happens if you have, once you have perspective, then what comes after perspective? Humility. If I told you, listen, imagine going to a chef and telling him, listen, you know, you, you, if you just change the recipe on the people would like the dish more. What do you know? I'm a chef. You don't know anything. You're going to tell the chef what to do? This is why half of the, all the chefs, half of them are nuts. Because they have such a high ego that they don't want to listen to anybody. Even if you tell them, listen, you can make more sales. You could be more successful. You own part of a restaurant. Except, no, I know what I'm doing. What do you know? Right away. Big ego. Low, low, no, not, no humility. What's going to happen? The store can close. The restaurant can close. He doesn't want to listen. Versus, and say, listen, what, let's do it. I'm open to anything. Let's do a taste testing. Tell me what I can improve. What will I change in the recipe? I'll do anything as long as the customers are happy. That means he's humble. His perspective is in the right place. He's going to grow. So after the perspective is wide, he's going to be humble. After humility, what happens? When a person's humble, then he's not a, he doesn't think the world owes him anything. So anything he receives he's automatically going to be grateful. A humble people, anything they receive, they're grateful. And then what happens after gratitude? Joy follows. Okay, so here's the formula. Self-esteem increases. Ego shrinks. It's an automatic correlation. Perspective widens, because the ego blocks perspective. Humility begins. person's humble, he's open-minded. When you're open-minded, you're, you're grateful for the struggle now. You're grateful for the opportunities. You're grateful for your creator showing you what you need to be fixed right away. After that, gratitude, you're grateful. Even you're thanking Hashem for your problems. You're thanking your creator for your problems. Automatically, joy follows. Now, the more joy you have, what do you do with joy? The closer you are to your creator. <laughs> the closer you are. People are ha- closer to their creator through joy, as our sages say, through joy, you, I will, you will exit. And then that's going gonna, gonna to make you connect yourself to your inner self, which is connected to God. Then if you feel connected to God, you're going to imitate God. And what are you going to do? Now, then now you're going to start showing love to people. And through that love, you're going to seek meaning, growth, meaningful relationships. And then you're going to resonate and become God-like. So that is the, the positive side of this. That's what we want to get. But it all starts with self-esteem. Because without self-esteem, we, can't, we don't listen. We're too busy defending. We're too busy blaming. We're too busy projecting. We're too busy. We're too, people are trying to tell you, listen, I can help you. No, I know everything. Okay. So crash and fall. And, and, you, and only because your ego is not allowing you to listen. So this is a mechanism that we need to slow down. We need to restart. Because we're not getting the Yeshua as our sages say, right before the fall is arrogance. Okay. Now let's take the opposite of, of this equation. And you could see also, when, I, when we start changing right away, we start saying, listen, I gotta change. I can't do this anymore. My life is taken over me. Right? What we do is we start being open-minded. We start listening to classes. We start being more humble. We start recognizing imperfections in our lives that need to be changed. And that's, that's where joy becomes, joy is only, res- Joy is only a result after a person has, works on his self-esteem. You can't be happy if you don't have self-esteem. Impossible. Impossible. And this is where the world's trying to get happiness without self-esteem. It's not, not possible. It's, it doesn't match. Because they don't know what happiness is. 
Now, what's the reverse side of this? When self-esteem decreases, when you have low self-esteem, right away your ego expands. So what does it mean your ego expands? You become closed-minded and you blame people. You blame others, you project your problems on other people, you say they're the cause of it, it's society's issue, that's society, you're this, you're that, you're a racist, you're that, you're this, you're this, you're that, whatever you want to call your blaming somebody, you're the cause of my problems, etc. That means you have low self-esteem, because if you have healthy self-esteem, you're willing to do anything. Remember also, when your self-esteem, when you're, the positive side, when your self-esteem increases, your energy is always in solutions. Self-esteem decreases, practically, how do you know? Your energy is always in the problem. So whether your energy is in the solution or the energy is in the problem is based on your self-esteem. Because what do you care where the problem is coming from? You're interested in fixing it. You're not interested in who do I blame? What is that going to do for me? So when self-esteem decreases, ego expands. Big ego. Low self-esteem, big ego. This is where the surrender tool is so important in our lives. What happens when ego expands? Big ego, very small perspective. We become angry about everything. Very small perspective. Things go wrong, that's it. We're done. That's our day. We take everything personal. When you have a big ego, everything becomes personal. I got attacked. I got insulted. I got this. It's all about you. You. Even though we try to help you. Then what happens when you have small perspective? What do you think comes next? Arrogance. You become arrogant. I know better. I know better. I'm broke. I have no money. I'm on heroin, but I know better. I know, what to, I know how to do my recovery. This is what we tell clients. You start, when you dictate your recovery and what you need to do, you already lost the game. You lost. Who are you to dictate your recovery? You're telling me what, you're going to tell me what's good. If you knew what to do, you, already, you, were, you wouldn't be here. You can't dictate your own recovery. We can't dictate. When we're in a, we're in a low consciousness, we need help from the outside. Because we can't see our own self because of our own ego. That's blocking our perspective. So then what happens after a very low perspective? Arrogance. And what hap- what's after arrogance? Anger, anxiety, depression. Like a downwards slide. So you become angry, anger, anxiety, depression. There is nobody that does not have, that has anger, anxiety, and depression that their self-esteem is not. Because they would listen and they would be open-minded to say, listen, this is what's causing you anxiety. And they would be open-minded to changing those things. What happens when we become angry and anxious and depressed? We become less godlike. We start going to comfort zones. We become less godlike. Then we are, we're further. The more, less God-like we are, the less we want to connect to our Creator and we, because we don't see God in our lives. We're angry with God. And then that causes an inner friction between our true self and Hashem. And then we, of course, people that are angered, depressed, they don't love others. Opposite. They control others. They control others. And that leads to poor emotional and spiritual health. And inability to have any kind of meaning, purpose, etc. There's no meaning. How, how much meaning can you have if you walk around with anger and anxiety all day long? How much meaning and purpose can you really have if you, you don't even have the head to learn? You don't have the, here, let me give you this class. No, not for me. 
Okay, nothing's for you. <laughs> Let me give you, no, not for me. Not for me, nothing's for you. And you continue to fracture and you continue to, do this, to be away from God, etc. This is a vicious, vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. This is why prayer, you have to be aware of what's happening in your life. What's causing me to be so depressed? What's causing me to have so much anger? Clearly, I'm not open-minded. Clearly, I'm controlling. Why am I controlling? Because I have low self-esteem. Because if I didn't have low self-esteem, why would I need to control everything? I would be able to be open. I wouldn't need to control others. I would give them, I would, I would, I would embrace God. If I, want to, if I want to mimic God, I let him in my life. I don't block him out and tell him, listen, I want to run the show. I'm going to run the show this way. This is why this is a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. And the beginning of the fall, and you see this all the time, you know, when the, when, the, when the couple wants to go to therapy, just to get a different perspective. No, I don't need therapy. Well, here comes the, here comes the divorce next. Here comes the divorce. Here comes the anger. Here comes the projection. Here comes the, this. And this is where our creator really wants us, he puts us in a situation where, you know, when you're, when you're feeling lack of joy in your life, there's something, it's, it's telling you there's something that needs to be changed. Either your procedure or your perspective. Something needs to be changed. This is the only reason why we have negative emotions. It's to teach us we need to change something in our lives that is not working out according to the way you view it, or etc. This is why you always pray the constant message of when you creator. Why do I wake up in the morning early? Why do I? It's because I want to embrace, I want to see what the Yetzirah is doing to me. If I know I'm getting robbed every single day. Imagine the guy wakes up, wakes up at a store, at 10 o'clock, and he, he wakes up and half of his store is gone. Half of his store is wiped out. Or he can wake up at 7 o'clock and see who's robbing him. And he could see, now I know why I'm getting robbed. Now I know where my, my expectations are robbing me. My wrong perspective is robbing me. And if you don't understand this chart, then what happens? Then instead of the, the, the soul doing the work that needs to be done, the ego is running the show. When the ego is running the show, edges got out. I'm, it's my charge. That's more ang- anxious, etc. But when the soul is doing it, and when you become, that's why the first step is awareness. The first step is open mindedness. The first step is saying, "I don't know anything." The first one is noticing, noticing. Why am I? Don't be upset. Why your anger and depression? Notice. Go, go, go backwards. Okay, I am. Let's say I'm angry. I'm angry. What, what's causing me to be angry? Okay, I have anger because I have, I, I have fear. And the fear is coming because uh, I, 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 don't, I, I don't believe I'm worthy of, worthy of anything. So I have to control to make sure I don't lose it. You could just, you'll get to the bottom line where it all begins. And that's the awareness. The awareness is, this is why we always, energy is only coming from these low conscious states. So this is practically, we should both know. The beginning of everything is to increase your self-esteem. And this is when I increase my self-esteem, I'm willing to do what's difficult over what's easy. I'm willing to be able to make a sacrifice in myself because I know that amount. I'm willing to feel. I'm willing to feel. And most important, I take constructive criticism. I take advice from others versus think I know it all even though I'm running in the end zone without the ball. Imagine the guy's running in the end zone, he, is, he's not, he doesn't have the ball, and, and all his teammates are telling him, listen, you don't have the ball. And he's telling, you're just jealous. Look where I am, look where you are. You don't have the ball. 
where are you running to? And this is the problem. We have to understand that Rabbi Nachman tells us a beautiful, beautiful line that I, I love. If you're not willing to suffer a little bit to work on your self-esteem, you're going to suffer a lot. If you're not willing to suffer a little bit, you're going to suffer a lot. And, I'm, and I can't, unfortunately, the society has raised kids nowadays, instant gratification. This is a recipe for disaster. It's everybody's running after light with no vessels. Everybody wants to be famous with no, with no, with no resilience. And what you see is you see a lot of people jumping and saying, how's it good? Jumping off buildings. How's everything? Great. Don't you see where I am? Look how, many, look how I am. And next thing you know, where's the guy? <laughs> On the ground. The only way is the struggle, the constant working on yourself. It's not supposed to be so fun. It's supposed to be difficult. Because remember, I'm fighting against my own ego, which is closing my mind. It's going to hurt. I'm going, I have to be careful not to be oversensitive with things. Because if I'm oversensitive, I'm not going to listen. When I'm saying, when I'm oversensitive, it's basically saying, I have a big ego in a very nice way. What do you need sensitivity for right now? Don't you want to grow? If you want to grow, that means self-esteem. But when we have low self-esteem, oh, I'm too sensitive, I can't listen to that. Okay, I understand. So stay in that area. So let's be open to massive, open, massive growth. Let's open to ourselves. Let's, this is why you have to take advice from people. You don't want to be jealous of people. You want to take advice. People that have already gone those roads. Rabbi Nachman says, I've already created roads for you already. I've already done the work. Just follow my path. And yet we question Rabbi Nachman sometimes. Oh, he doesn't know. How does he know? What does Breslov know? <laughs> Rabbi Nachman already did this already. There's sages already that, that, that made these roads for us just to walk into it and, and, and follow their simple advice and win. If he tells you his bodhidut is greater than everything, then do it. <laughs> then do it. You know, it took me 10 years to do his bodhidut. Getting into Breslov? Not one, 10 years. That's how stubborn I was. 10 years. Ah, not for me. Yeah. 10 years took me to do it. First learning, although his both. 10 years. Because my perspective, well, what do I need his both to do for? Oh boy, did I need his both to do it. Oh boy, did I need it. But it was right in front of my face. But what I'm trying to explain to you, and this is why my messages are very clear, and I have nothing to gain but to give, there's roads already that are, the roads, there's roads out there that work. There's certain structure there that works. That you're going to win. You're guaranteed to win. It's going to be a long road. There's going to be bumps, but you're going to win. You're going to be happy. You're going to grow. You're going to be godlike. And you're going to be feel fulfilled. And there's roads that are dead ends. Guaranteed dead ends. And this is why we have to take the importance. Uh, I can't tell you the importance. And I know when I overcomplicate myself, I just go back to the basics. What does Rav Nachman say to do here? Azamra, I will do Azamra. What does he say to do here? Wake up Rahatzot to face the problem. I'll wake up Rahatzot. Follow the simple advice. Get out of your head and get into super simplicity. And this is what we need to understand. Don't recreate the wheel that's already working for 250 years. It works. It's there already. You don't have to go complicated. 
Complication is not going on the simple path. And this is what Rabbi Nachman says. There's nothing greater than simplicity. That is the highest of everything. Is simplicity. And follow the advice. And when we steer from the simplicity, we become hardaholics. We complicate everything. And this is where, this is a vicious pattern that all I'm trying to get people is back to the basics. Back to the basics. And this is why the world is just showing us how, what we need to work on. That's the only reason why you have difficult people in your lives, obstacles in your life. All of this is just showing you what you need to work on. And I can't tell you this so clearly enough. And this is why I love Rabbi Nachman's teachings. Because there's nothing complicated about them. <laughs> it's, we know what to do. It's just we have a, we have a Yetzirah that says, I can do better. I can skip the line. You know, there's a great analogy in life. You have to wait in line sometimes in life. And every time you try to skip the line, what happens? Just go back to the back of the line again. How many times? The other day I'm trying to get to the gym quicker. Fast, speeding. What did I do? Got a speeding ticket. Okay. Not only did I not get there on time, got a speeding ticket. And what did I get out of it? I'm late anyway. Speeding ticket. I could have just waited calmly. And this is why in Kabbalah, if you want the... If you want the keter, if you want the crown, you have to know how to katar, wait. If you don't wait, you're going to get karet, cut. Patience, breathing. The same word. You can have a crown, you need to wait. If you don't want to wait, you're going to get karet, you're going to get cut. So in the same word, it's three different things. It's the, the solution in our lives. Hashem help us all. And it all starts from self-esteem. Successful people are all successful people are happy. All happy people are successful. They're happy with they don't they're happy with what they have. But not all successful people are happy. Because maybe they're doing it just to show off or they're doing it for other things. So success is really happiness. That is success. May Hashem help us all that we should all follow this this simple path. Yet it's so great this path. Yet it's so simple, but we just have to stay on it. Have a great day.